You're listening to Language Casters Football Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to the show for all football fans who want to improve their English language skills. My name is Damon and I'm here in Tokyo, a little grey Tokyo at the moment. Damien, how are things over there in Hong Kong? Hi Damon, it's glorious weather here in Hong Kong. We've had uh, blue skies and uh, nice cool breezes and sunshine here for the last few days. It's good to hear from you Damon. It's been a couple of weeks since the last podcast. Yeah. And there's been a lot of football news, uh, including more misery piling up for Chelsea manager Jose Mourinho. A good thing. Yeah, yeah, as his side were beaten by Stoke City on penalties in the Capital One Cup. That's their third trophy in England, and it used to be called the League Cup. But they were joined by Manchester United and, amazingly, Arsenal, who were thrashed by championship side Sheffield Wednesday in being dumped out of that trophy. So it wasn't such a good week for those big clubs in the Premier League. Anything else caught your eye, Damon, recently? Well, it's a very selfish kind of thing, but my team, Liverpool, have their new manager in place, Jurgen Klopp, and uh, he's had four games in charge so far, three draws and one win, which came in that League Cup. Um, So maybe Liverpool will go on to to win their ninth title in the League Cup. I don't know, but that's, uh, that's news for me recently. Now, we didn't have a full podcast last week, But uh, as it was back to the future day, I think it was October 21st, is that right? It is, yeah. We did uh, release a listing report that looked back at football 30 years before. So we'll also be releasing another back to the future related listing practice report over this weekend when we'll be looking forward 30 years to see what football might be like in 2045. And there's a few interesting suggestions there. But Damon, neither of those reports will feature in this week's podcast, is that right? That is right, because uh, at the moment, uh, some of you may have noticed that the Rugby World Cup is being held and uh, actually tonight is the final. So we thought we'd take a look at what perhaps football could learn from rugby. And as part of that uh, main listening report, we're going to ask you a quiz question. And the last four teams in the Rugby World Cup in the semifinals was Australia, New Zealand, South Africa and Argentina. And we're going to ask you, can you rank them in the FIFA world ranking? So in football, which teams rank first, second, third and fourth? And the answer will come at the end of the show. That's a tricky one. I think I know which one's number one, but the other three I'm not so sure. Now, after the listing, you'll be giving us the latest football expression. And this week, I think you're going to explain old school. And then we finish off the show with our predictions. And uh, this week, we feature games from England, including a big one for your team. Come on, you Reds. Scotland at the top of the table there. We're going to look forward to next week's Champions League group stages. And we have a big game from Italy. And this week, our guest predictor is David, who's our resident Stoke City fan. But uh, I guess they'll be needing his expertise because they've slipped behind in the predictions rankings. G'day, my name is Erin. I'm from Brisbane and I'm a West Ham supporter (laughs) and you're listening to languagecaster.com. Now, as Damon mentioned, it's Rugby World Cup final day. So we thought we'd take a look at some of the things that football may learn from rugby in this week's listening practice. Remember, you can read the transcript and see the explanations of keywords by coming along to our site here at languagecaster.com. Rugby and football have a shared history which goes all the way back to folk football. They became two distinct games in the 19th century when famously a public schoolboy called Webb Ellis 
picked the ball up during a game of football and ran with it. Since then, most boys in Britain and Ireland have either been football players or rugby players. But instead of being opponents of each other, maybe the two sports can learn from each other. In this listening report, we wonder how football could be improved by looking at the sport of rugby, currently enjoying the limelight with the Rugby World Cup. Timekeeping A lot of time is wasted in football when the ball goes out to play for a corner, a goal kick or a throw-in. Add to this stoppages for injuries and free kicks, and in the last World Cup in Brazil it was found that the average time there was football being played in each match was 55 minutes. As a football match is 90 minutes long, that's 35 minutes lost. Rugby, on the other hand, has a system that stops the clock when the game is interrupted. Respect for the officials. Rugby is famous for the saying, the referee's decision is final. Any kind of complaint, swearing or dissent is punished with a penalty or even moving a kick at goal closer when there has already been a penalty given. In football, in contrast, swearing at the referee Surrounding the referee and complaining, trying to con the referee are all common occurrences. Surely football can learn from rugby on this one. Communication with player and fans. Many watching football games, fans, pundits and players, are left confused as to why a referee made a decision. Did a referee allow play on to allow advantage or did the referee think there was no foul? Was the yellow card for dissent or for repeated fouls? Some referees can be very good at communicating their decisions, but many are not so good. In rugby, referees spend a lot more time explaining to players why they made a decision, and with access to video, which is shown on the stadium screen, the fans also can see and often hear what is happening. Substitutions Although rugby union has more players than football, 15 versus 11, they can use up to 8 substitutes. Perhaps football would benefit from being able to bring on more fresh legs. After all, most people say the game has got faster and players need to be fitter than 10 or 20 years ago. Great stuff, Damon. Which team is going to win tonight's match? I think you just got to go with New Zealand because their nation would be crushed if they lose. Do you know what? I think Australia might do them. Oh, okay. And what about those proposals I talked about, Damien? If you could choose one of them, which one would you take? I think uh, communication, communication with players and with fans, I think is lacking in football. I think that would help dramatically. How about you? Yeah, it's an easy one. I do the dissent thing, but it's easier said than Mm. done. True, true, true. And if you have an opinion, let us know by coming along to our site uh, where there are loads of things to check out as well. Um, Each main report, remember, and football phrase has a transcript for you to follow with vocabulary support too. And the glossary continues to grow. And if you have any ideas or suggestions for words, phrases or so on, um, get in touch with us. You can do so on our forums via our Facebook page, Learning English Through Football, or on Twitter, which is at LanguageCaster. As always, a big hello and thank you to those who've recently been in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter and on our football language forums. Now, next up, we have another football phrase, and this week it is old school. 
Today's football phrase is a cliché, old school. Cliché old school is a phrase that means traditional, typical, but also has a nuance which says that something is rare now. So, for example, an old school centre forward means a forward who has skills usually thought of as being typical for the position several decades ago. In this case, that would be someone who was physically strong, good in the air, and perhaps a clumsy tackler. Luis Suarez would not be described as an old-school centre-forward, but Andy Carroll could be. The phrase can be used with other positions too, of course. Who would you describe as an old-school centre-back or an old-school winger? Old-school. Brilliant stuff. Thank you very much for that, Damon. Now, it's time to turn our attention to our weekly predictions battle. This week, David, our Stoke City fan, is our guest predictor, and the guests could do with a bit of a boost, as their combined score is 38. That's 12 points behind Damon and 18 points behind myself. So Damon has 50, I have 56, and our guest combined total is 38. Now we have some big games this week. We have uh, two from England, one from Scotland, one from Italy, and two from the Champions League. Okay, well, let's kick off in the Premier League at the early kickoff, which is Chelsea, and they're hosting my team, Liverpool. Damien, have you have you got a good feeling for my team with this one? I think I do actually. I think they'll start well. Um, I think they'll try and take the game to Chelsea. Um, I think it'll be it'll be a great game for a neutral like myself. Um, but I think it'll finish one-one. How about you? What do you think? I always get nervous when Liverpool go to uh, Stamford Bridge. We don't have the greatest record there at all. Uh, the only plus point is Chelsea don't uh, come into this game on with some great form. So I'm inclined to agree with you. One, one for me too. And our guest, David, he's gone for a 2-0 Liverpool win. And I hope that comes true. Now, the other big game today is Juventus against Torino. That's the Turin derby in Italy in Serie A. David's gone for a 1-1 draw. How about you, Damon? What do you think? I'm going to go for 1-0 to Juventus, I think. Yeah, I'm going to go for 2-1 to Juventus, but uh, they haven't been playing well. You know, they're down in 10th or 11th place. Mm, mm. So it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see if Torino can get something. David could be right there. Talking about places in the league, we've got Celtic taking on Aberdeen in the Scottish Premiership, and I think this is first versus second. Yep, that's right. What do you think? I think Celtic will probably win, but I'm going to go for an Aberdeen away victory. 1-0 to Aberdeen. Interesting. Well, I'm going to go for the same score that David predicts, and that's a 2-1 home victory for Celtic. Brilliant. Now, we have a derby in the Premier League tomorrow on Sunday. That's the South Coast derby. And this is the first time that these two teams have met in the Premier League because, of course, it's Bournemouth's debut season. They're away and Southampton are at home. David's gone for a 2-0 Southampton victory. I'm going for 1-0 Southampton victory. Damon, what about you? I'm going for 3-1. Bournemouth have had a, a pretty stormy time in the league recently, shipping goals, and I think Southampton are going to stamp their authority on this new derby in the Premier League. 
Right, next up we have a couple of Champions League matches. Uh, Damon, Sevilla against Man City. What do you reckon? Well, Sevilla will be looking for some revenge because uh, Man City beat them when this fixture was in England. But I don't think they'll get it. I think Man City will win this one 1-0. No, no, I disagree. Um, Sevilla didn't start the season so well. They were playing OK but not getting the results. Confidence slipped away. But they've started to hit form in Spain. They're at home. I don't think City will be up for it, especially with Aguero and... Uh, David Silva missing. So I think Sevilla are going to beat them 2-0. Mm, interesting. Well, David agrees with it. He thinks it's going to be 2-1. There you go. Now, uh, Bayern Munich taking on Arsenal. We all got it wrong last week when uh, <laughs> we did. Arsenal beat Bayern Munich, uh, surprisingly. Um, what do you think this time? Uh, Bayern Munich are going to get a little bit of revenge here with a 2-0 victory at home. 4-0 to Bayern Munich. 4-0, 4-0. <laughs> What about David? He's gone for a 3-2 Bayern Munich victory as well. Now, thanks everyone for listening and remember to come along to our site to let us know what you think of the show. Pass the word to all your football supporting friends. Oh, and Damon, just before we go, is there a quiz question answer? There is. I've been Googling furiously throughout the show, and uh, I did get Argentina first, and they're ranked second in the world. Um, but this was actually a surprise to me. South Africa, 57th, yep. and Australia, 94th. I actually would have swapped those two if I would have been asked uh, cold. And coming up in last place, New Zealand ranked 131st. That's right. That's right. I think Australia have had a poor World Cup qualifying campaign so far. That's right. That might have something to do with it. Okay, everyone, enjoy all the football this weekend and see you again next weekend and I'll be talking about the North London Derby. Come on, you Reds. Enjoy all the football. Football.